<laughs> fill those condoms, fill them right. Fill them up with your schnoz tonight. Oh my God, I hate this author. Who's this by? I don't know. His name's Heat. Fire him! <laughs> oh, he'd love that. <laughs> Boom! Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah! I, uh... No, I just... To everybody listening, and you particularly, since you have to be alive, uh-huh. I just uh, bit my tongue so hard that Meg dropped something in the kitchen because she thought I was having a heart attack. I bit my <laughs> tongue so hard that I went... <laughs> like the a, noise like... I made was unworldly, just a guttural and... Yeah. Uh, like You the... were expecting to have less tongue. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was blind. I was blind and I couldn't answer her. So she was panicked. <laughs> I, this was two minutes ago. So I I, I know it's going to be swelling up. I went to the bathroom and there was yeah. blood coming out of my mouth. And Ruby's like, what's up, man? Up. What's up, dude? <laughs> You've been home for one minute and this is a horror show. This but, is uh, already. This is what you brought with you. So I anticipate it... Uh, I anticipate you all getting a little more shush than you normally get from me. My asses are going <laughs> to pop a little more. <laughs> but no, that's okay. That's a, that's a, um, what do they call it? That's external strife. It's all about the internals yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you're having issues. I am. So we're both little skeezers, hot and readies. <laughs> we're rushed and ready. But seasoned. Rushed and ready. Well, I'll, yeah. I guess I'll hit it. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Case. What do we got? I I know you had the, you were dealing with the dad trubs. Oh, But yeah, yeah we're sitting in uh, good old Columbus, Ohio with no AC and none for the foreseeable future. You are still baked. Uh, to set it up, well, I don't know the exact details of your story, but yeah. synchronistically, uh, I sent you, um, or actually, at first, yeah, you got so much, yeah, we're we are yes, in okay. we are in synchronicity. Uh, your wife Ash sent me a message saying, uh, case basically like, hey, this is me, but it's Casey connecting because his phone broke. Just wanted to let you know that, you know, we're, we're on to pod. And I went back like, you know, uh, good to know. Well, if it makes Casey feel any better, our house is 90 degrees right now. And we <laughs> don't know what to do with ourselves because it's after five o'clock and yeah. we can't sleep in here. Yeah. To which crazily, and obviously mm-hmm. you'll pick up pre and after you respond, Ash responded with a picture of you guys. On living on your porch because the same had happened to oh, yeah. you. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And as I look at you all, I think it's probably a good thing that you have a pool because I anticipate the sounds like the AC is it's not. Of, there's a lot of soaking going on. Yeah, it's just one of those dumb dad things. It was before bed. We walked by the thermostat and was like, huh. Oh, no. Never seen that before. Yeah. And I touch it and it goes. Mm. And it's. Again, I, I've said this like a thousand times to Ash since this has gone over. I am never going to own anything as important as a thermostat 
that is fucking can connect to the internet or is electric. Right. Give me the dongle. <laughs> give me a hard crank. Yep. I want to hear gears turning. Sure. I'm fine with that because it took days for pe- for our landlord to come. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to check it out. And so he just messed with it and was like, yeah, don't know what's wrong with it. Your landlord just, physically, who is of course an HVAC certified repairman, right? Oh yes, yes. He gave it. He yeah. came and gave the old chin scratch. And went. I don't know why I drove. I don't know why I wasted gas. I think one of the answers Hot was, here, uh, "Well, I could connect something, and the fan will just never stop running." Yeah, which in the summer brings in the nice. hot heat. Winter, no. And we're like, eh, it's probably not necessary. So we've been just going off fan, but now it's completely nothing. This thing is 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 as black as my iPhone screen was. Ugh. Just no response. So not even even that pitiful AC fan that when you set it on the fan setting. Yeah. We were there. Which just sucks all the beautiful air out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then spits in shitty air. Um so yeah, we're just sitting in it and the you know, HVAC people coming to look gonna replace it we don't know what it's gonna be so we're just we're staying in a motel room tomorrow night with a pool uh, wait they haven't and it's close they haven't an hvac person hasn't come to your house yet now nah, they're coming tomorrow and we were talking to you on monday it's now when this has been days for you that's ridiculous yeah. that is ridiculous we were like we were gung-ho we we're like it's fine the weather Seemed like it was going to cooperate, open all the windows. And then, of course, the moment we committed to being like, we're good people. We're not going to ride these people. It's just a nice family. Like, it's not a scummy realtor company like our old landlords were. So if it was them, I'd be like, I'm going to burn this place down if you don't come fix it today. Right. So we're, you know, being accommodating. And then, of course, the moment you decide to be accommodating, it it's like, so got hard. a hot front coming in. <laughs> yeah. All those fires, they just jump. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Jesus is blowing on the fires and bringing some <laughs> hot ambers your hot way. Too. Oh. Just skipped all of the upper Midwest and just landed in Ohio. I, so it's fine. So we're just all like brain dead zombies because yeah. it's just like uh, with the. Uh, uh, I we so I know Columbus is hot. There's something about Charleston that was basically like notice the thermostat. I went, mm, don't like that. We're we're not like in. I can get to this point in discussing what people like to keep their AC at, and I was like, mm-hmm. what it, money out the wazoo? Spending, right, spending. Why don't cash you move? There. Why don't you move to Saskabada? Saskatchewan or whatever I couldn't think of Alaska is what I was reaching for. See, but um, I got other dad things going tongue. on. That and wasn't your brain. That was your tongue. like an octopus. Your, your One of my brains you. is in me tongues. I gotta. <laughs> I, we gotta get Henning on the pod because I want to talk to Henning about octopus brains because I think I'm more right about science than we all thought. Anyways, um, but this science is different. So, anyways, mm-hmm. look at it and go. Mm, I don't like that. Like, it just jumped real quick. It feels a little hot in here. But I could hear the fan going. Looked over, and it jumped. We keep it at, like, honestly, we keep it at, like, 78. And uh, yeah. it had jumped to 80. I was like, ah, all right. Reached up, and the fan was blowing air. Nothing noticeable, but I was dust. like, nah, it's not cold. 
So what do I do? Dumb dad it. Actually, this had happened a couple of years ago. This is, um, you just click it off. See that the fan stops outside. Click it back on. See the cool. See what's happening on the thing, like the indicator, right? It's the same thing as you use something digital. And then the fan starts. Hottest air you ever felt in your life. So all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden. It's a geothermal AC? It's like 430 and the temperature was rising F as in a bad silent movie. Just like 81, 82, 83. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we just shut it off and, and slowly like it was, you know, it, the temp index outside was 101 or something. So it was just oh. getting hot. Meg started hanging sheets over the windows to try and keep the heat out. But I, I think just because at Charleston we got a five month old, um, yeah, we so and somebody managed to be in the neighborhood. Couldn't recommend him. Anybody listening from Charleston, I'd recommend him to you, but nobody is. Um, best guy. Like we just got lucky. <laughs> they were they literally. I was my jaw dropped. They were like, "Be there in twenty minutes." Like, are you kidding me? So luckily, That's we got amazing. it. We got it. We got it fixed, and it took like just that amount of time. How hot it is down here! Um, I think it got back down to temperature. They fixed it. They got out of here around seven. Got back down to temperature around two or three in the morning. But icy. I hate to say this to you. I woke both Meg and I were like, "Just throat sore. So cold in here." Because he said it. He said it to seventy four. And we were actually asking him, we're like, hey, we always had questions like, what do you, it's so crazy hot down here. What do you keep your, this is as dad talk as it gets. We're talking thermostat and dad. Well, I love that you get to, pardon me, HVAC guy, can I bend you here for a second <laughs> yeah. as an expert? <laughs> yeah. And I'm asking because you know what you're talking about. Yeah. I walk inside your house, what's your, what's your thermostat? That's it. He said 71. I was like, who is Ooh. this guy? But maybe he gets a discount. I don't know. Gets that HVAC discount. I was like, that's crazy. And then he was like, so we're like, so what should we normies keep? He's like, keep it at 76. Humidity does not break down at temperatures above 76. And in Charleston, you need humidity broken yes, down. Of course. I was like, yeah. oh, that's, I had no idea. And then I was like, when you go away for vacation, what do you put it at? This is dad like. This this, this guy's an expert? Are you guys, this you guys, guy's an you expert? You should have said grab a pen. But I got a dad. Walking around a mall in my head that goes, nah, I can't buy it. I don't think so. Because he's like, <laughs> keep it at 76. You want to break that humidity? You want to keep it, you know? You don't want mold to grow in the house? Keep it at 76. And I'm going, with nobody oh, in it, I'm paying to cool the plants. <laughs> yeah. And I was, like, the dogs. I was like, you got no dogs here. I was like, oh, r really? And even Meg, like she, when you're married long enough, or Meg and I have been long enough, she gave me a look like, "You're not buying this, are you? You're gonna sneak back in and turn yeah. the thermostat up before we pull out of the driveway." Um. <laughs> anyways, yeah, we're popping it at seventy six. What was the? Oh, but the other thing was, I noticed it right away, which I think means I'm, at least, as we all talk about progressing more attuned. Just that I noticed it and was like, "Oh, I don't like that." So. He's talking to me, 99% jargon. He's like, you got an intake that has the wrong part, so you're sucking air out of the wrong section of the house, and that air is point to the degrees, right? And he's like, how can I explain it? I was like, yeah, I think I get it. He's like, how can I explain it? Turn, 
He's had eye contact with me the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Right? He turns to Maggie's like, so you're doing the laundry, right? Okay. And you gotta overload. So you gotta pull some of your pull some of the towels out because you overfull it. Like and she was just like, uh-huh. Then he touched me, he's like, So oh, anyway, the corroborator on the jigiganator, <laughs> it just slightly off, so I put a new spigouli on there. Anyways, if your wife could get me a cup of schlop, or I don't know where I'm going with that. That's that's brain deadness, but where did I just go? That's tongue brain. Oh, gut brain, tongue brain, that's where I was going. But um uh anyways, uh we got it fixed, so I hope yours gets fixed soon, because that is um that's horrendous. It's horrendous. Yeah, I'm glad you're going too. We'll I'm see. glad you guys are getting a make make something out of it too. Yeah, we're just gonna do that. There's, it's tomorrow's gonna be the hottest in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah, so we're like, let's just take a break. Take that break on Grandpa Joe. Just got my letter in the mail yeah. today. You spend that. Ooh, you spend that. Right. You spend I... that money faster than you can can count well, it. How many nights you want, honey? That, Thanks, Harvey. That's tomorrow. Over under if that comes in your bank account. The fifteenth. Keep my I eyes peeled. We took the. We uh, got out of the ether. That's the 14th today. But like a sailor, all it took was that letter yeah. saying, like, you might get this money. I was like, I got, I need a new hat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, fucking idiot. I was like, oh. Box of hats. <laughs> I need a blue hat for my blue hat closet. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, bummer. Oh, oh, brought something up. I was going to send me on a tangent, but I forgot. Well, about it. the other dad, Dangent trademark, Dadgent. Yeah, and that's a bad trade. That's a dad trademark. That's one he tries too hard. <laughs> yeah, that's zero coke. Guys, guys, can I get a zero coke? Coke zero. <laughs> Heard that on John Hodgman. Um. Uh, uh. Oh, but on top of it, like, yeah, your phone had broke, so it's just, uh-huh. yeah, just seeing dollar signs everywhere. It's just that compounded and like one of the headlights is out on the jeep we have <laughs> so when i go to work i can't drive it or if i have to drive it i have to drive it like it, like i got spies in the back seat because sure. i was like i ain't getting a ticket i ain't getting pulled over oh, yeah. so just back roads on the way home Ugh, i never there with lots of street lights so no one notices so i was like i don't want to take this in and it's the old jeep and it's i know they're just going to be like, yeah, the ball joint's got to go, and then this is going to go. Wait, is it a taillight? You said? That's a headlight. You can do that shit. Come on, yeah, Dad. Pop, pop it out, pop it in. YouTube it on that broken phone of yours. Uh, I did it. I, I don't know what a headlight might be a little more. This is like, if, if I'm sorry, listeners, because you're going to. Headlight <laughs> might be a little more, because I did a taillight about a year back. Yeah. Never felt prouder. Pretty simple. I am now just envisioning myself. Oh, you know, just you just put that screwdriver in there and pop it. That whole thing's going to just, just crack. Yeah. Or like the top of a creme brulee. Just you'll <laughs> slip and your screwdriver will go into the radiator. Psst, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but hot jet of hot steam to the old coconut. That's it, though. Like. The, the older you get, the more you acquire, obviously. If. Quote unquote, you're lucky. I listen to this podcast called The Minimalists, 
These mm-hmm. guys are called The Minimalists. They have a podcast. I highly recommend it. They have other mediums they do. I think they're going to have a Netflix show. They um, became more well-known because of just print media. They wrote some books. Yeah. Two guys um, working corporate jobs. Relatively successful, but they're not like billionaires that were like, I'm giving it all up. You know, like they right, weren't in yeah. that position. They just both looked at each other and were like, this really is not great, is it? They both agreed. They both like stuck it out. Like their belief is that you should have like that six month nut. Should be able to pay your bills mm-hmm. for six yeah. months. And then if you're truly miserable, you can make changes. If you're lucky enough to be able to build that. So they did that and they just yeah. screw it. And they mm-hmm. started this journey on basically their concept is like, um use things love people or love people use things so like they just started reducing their possessions and their attachments and all these things i know this sounds simple but their podcast is fascinating they go into different facets and it's just just the more shit you own the more shit breaks and frustrates you oh yeah and you end up with a closet full of blue hats that all of them don't uh none of them fit right except for one but you wore that one out so you got to replace that one and it's a newer hat model so now it doesn't quite fit no, right I... you're searching for a thing searching for that hat to make you whole and then you get that hat and could you get a dog have that up. spot taken something takes that spot because i don't get sneaker heads yeah but I'm also like a comic book guy, oh, yeah. like a book. So like I have crap. So it's not like I can judge someone no, who's like no, a, no, 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 loves clothes. I'm a collector. Yeah. Like so, there, there's always that spot in <laughs> until you are able to just like er, just close it, like sh- just shrink it a little by little by little. But the joy is never in the the joy is in the acquisition, right? It's never in the possession. Sure, yeah, at least for me. Like finding weird, uh, ever talked about like presidential memorabilia. I got all these crazy shelves, and I guarantee you, if I cleared one of them out, I'd be like, I didn't even remember I bought that, or like all this stuff, oh, just sure. piles and piles. But then when I see it, I go, but it's part of a collection. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That I mean, you're talking to a fucking comic book guy. Yeah. I got boxes mm-hmm. of stuff, and I'm always a big adherent now, not in. Back when I was collecting every single month, every Wednesday, like, you got to get the tape. Tape's got to be sure. right. Got to be in the bag. Got to be taped right so that tape don't stick. And it just sits in a pre- plastic sarcophagus. It's I like, know. just give them away. I... Read them and share them. Or... You do. I have, a, I have obviously no collection like yours, but I have a lot of great trade paperbacks and stuff. Oh, that's where I'm and at now. I'm like, I get yeah. hardcovers yeah. because I'm like... They, they look nicer on a shelf. And I do have good, uh, I have good series that I'll go back and read, but ultimately, I also have subscriptions and a tablet. Like, if I've already read yeah. it, I can go back. I get it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I probably can't do it. Sure. One thing they said, and I was like, oh, I'd love to do this shit, is they're like, we're not telling you just to, like, go rogue, get rid of all your shit, and live like that. Mm-hmm. But they're like, what would be cool is why don't you pack up your house like you're moving, but you're not moving. And see any of the stuff you need in the next few months, you'll obviously have to get. 
If you don't need it, you're not going to make the effort to get it. At the end of that six months or whatever you do, three months, maybe they even say a month, whatever period of time mm-hmm. you want to do, anything that you didn't take out of the box, you probably don't really need. So maybe don't That's even go cool. back in that box. And yeah, just, just organize put that shit on the curb. The tape on it. And... Yeah, I mean, that does sound freeing, right? I mean, that's what I do. Every time we move, I purge a ton of shit. I'm trying to do that, too. But it'd be nice to do it in not as aggressive way as I do it. Yeah. Because there's stuff I just am like, I hate this shit. And it's like, you just threw two boxes of stuff away that you were just like, I'm done looking through it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm minimizing in strange, sad ways, too. I go to extremes. Like, I've gotten rid of like 95% of my pants. And now I own a pair of jeans, <laughs> pair of dress yeah. slacks, wear to church, two pairs of jogging pants. But if you think about it, it's like the same principle. Do you need six pairs of jeans if you only wear two pairs of jeans? Right. When one's dirty, you wear the other one. That's then you wash. I get because it's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I that's what I did when we moved here. I had like clothes from New York. That um, <laughs> I knew I was never gonna wear again. Yeah, because they don't fit. Yeah, so I was just like stacking, and it's like my my work jeans from like working at a rest. So I got a lot of blacks. Sure, a lot of nice black denims. Black. And I was like, I'm never gonna wear black denim again. We got rid of the skinnies. Skinnies, yeah. I didn't just have big skinnies. Get a nice skinny for me was square, skinny enough. Squared leg slack. Yeah. yeah, give me some. I mean. My ankles gotta breathe. <laughs> I mean, come on. I like the cuff to touch the whites of my New Balance. Well, I have a bit of a side story that has to do with kind of what we're talking about, like acquiring. Love it. And in this case, possibly in this case, it's riches. Mm. And it was two episodes ago, and we were talking about if you had all this money, like what do you do with it? Sure. It also ties into the crazy person who hears that you have money and will let you know what you should do with it. So I was, I found out about this guy. His name is, his name is Forrest Fenn. Okay. So he was born in like the late thirties, grew up in like a military family. um, He served in Vietnam and flew like 390 some combat missions. Wow. Like in a row, so it's like catch twenty two. Yeah, sure. like he's one of these Doesn't guys. He's like in a plane, out in a plane, out in a plane, out. God, won a silver star. Like totally, just like a movie, like a matinee idol, like John John Wayne, which is he could be type guy. I got a dumb just, question for you on this. Yeah, when you're flying missions into Vietnam, yeah, this is a really dumb question. But do they have? Did they, like, the Viet Cong have, like, a lot of anti-aircraft weaponry? Like, I, I think... Was that pretty... Periodically, but not so much as, like, you're flying to to Leipzig. Right, that's... that's what and I'm... they're gonna, like, sh- shell you with flak for, you know, an, a whole evening. I, I'm... No, they, yeah. I think they would periodically get uh, anti like weapons that could shoot down planes. I'd be just curious cuz uh I don't know. Obviously 360 missions. That's a t- I'm not uh, fuck that guy. Right. 
No, go ahead. <laughs> I just never thought of that before. Obviously, there's different uh, front um, uh, frontiers. What is it? Battle front. What do you call it? Oh, like I mean, World War Two is the fronts. The, the fronts, fronts but no, but you, campaigns. Yeah, yeah, different campaigns. That works. Edit that. It's, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Forrest Finn. No, no, it's a good question. Actually, I, I just didn't think about it because what I. So he's this just all American dude, serves in the war, Silver Star, decorated soldier, comes back, uh, and then lives in Santa Fe. Lives in the desert. Okay. While he's there, he starts meets this guy and starts an antique, like no antiquities. There's a difference. Not antiquing. Sure. Not antiquing business. Yeah. Antiquities. Gotcha. So they become antiquities dealers cool. and start traveling the world. And like he's like Indiana Jones. Now. I love it. Just acquiring yeah. like old coins and ancient artifacts from around the around the globe. Nice. And at the time in the like seventies, eighties, he was like a celebrity in this town. Like he knew Robert like Robert Redford. Right. He's got like, all this this cool life. Uh, Ralph yeah. Lauren. Like just celebrities and people would come hang out with him and buy his crazy shit. Like I have Blackbeard Scabbard. Amazing. Just crazy weird shit. So he's just like living this jet setting, amazing sort of like movie life. Mm-hmm. And then he gets this uh, really uh, weird, rare type of cancer. Okay. Like, I think, what are they? I forget what it, like, on one of his kidneys. And they're just like, what the fuck? Right. Okay. Like, All right, bro. Like, this isn't this good. Is good. We're one. not, we haven't seen this a lot. Um, so they're just like, you know, it was the, the prognosis was not it's grim. Good. Sure. And this dude is flipping because he's in his late 40s. Yeah, right. He's living and he's it still up. like, my yeah. life is still going, up. I going, still got going. more to go. Ugh. I still got more yeah. to do. And he was, his dad had passed away some years earlier of like some off, also awful, terrible sure, cancer. Sure. Um, And it was just like, you know, like, do it, live your life, do everything you can. So he was like, I'm going to. Like, I got to take life by the short curlies. Yeah. Like, I, I need to do something with my life. And I guess this Forrest Finn was getting into a, he got into a fight with Ralph Lauren. Okay. Over, like, you know what I mean? Like. Skinny jeans? The Emperor's golden femur or some uh, insane. Oh, like, over, like, acquiring he had something. An, he had a weird, and like, a weird artifact. Sure. Ralph Lauren wanted it. Forrest Fenn was playing hardball because he didn't want to give it sure. away. And Ralph Lauren was like, hey, man, I don't want to be a dick or anything, but you can't take it with you. Ooh. So oh, yes, then he can. Forrest Fenn flips his fucking lid and is like, get the fuck out. You're never going to see the emperor's golden femur ever again. Right. Get out of my life. So basically, he then is like, I, I can't take it with me, but I can to a point. So he started hoarding like Smaug in The Hobbit, all of these treasures, Amazing. all of these trinkets, these weirds. He goes to Greece and buys this brassler, this copper box. So it looks like a treasure chest and fills it with loot. Amazing. And just starts filling it because he's ready for the end. And he's like, I'm going to take this box with me into the wilderness. And I'm going to fucking take sleeping pills and die. And leave a fucking treasure. Amazing. 
so he like has this plan he writes this crazy like little rhyming lyric poem like describing where he was going to bury it and as he's getting closer he miraculously turns the corner he's fine he gets a, a clean bill of health so he's like still not a bad idea so he continued to hoard and hoard and hoard treasure he like hoarded more treasure he started he had the idea when he's in his 40s and then it wasn't until he was in his 70s he finally went out and buried it okay holy shit and then in he had a friend of his like ghostwrite his autobiography okay and in part of the book he put the poem that would lead you to this treasure that's amazing. But then the book comes out, and he it like made a stir in the community, and people were like, "Oh, this is cool," and everyone's like, "This is a scam. You're just trying to sell a book." Oh, so he said, like, everything... "Like, hey, by the way, this poem will." Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if this poem just... is how you will find this okay. treasure. Like, I put it out there, um, and then his book in the book would be the justification for the treasure, but also this crazy life that he led, all these crazy things that he did. I hope it's the worst um, poem ever. It's not bad. I I read it. It's it's it it's good enough to make you go. I think I could find that treasure. Ooh, that's the best kind. Um, so the book comes out and people are like, nah, this is a scam. You're just trying to sell books. And he's like, I'm not gonna make a zero dollar. I'm gonna make zero dollars off the book. Anything I sell from this book, give to charity. Here it is. So the book starts to pick up a little bit. There's people start asking him questions. He's like. And, you know, they're dogging him for, like, more clues. Because, like, this poem is hard. Sure. It's really hard. And he's like, well, there are actually clues in the book ah, that will help you find it. Peppered in. Nice. So then people are like, whoa. So they're just, then the book starts to go up and years go by and he's on, like, the Today Show. It becomes this, like, you know, segment of the week guy. And then this shit blows up. Okay. And, like, he basically, Santa Fe is overrun with all of these hapdash treasure hunters that come down to meet him people treasure hunters i'm sure and then oh of course yes uh just dogging on this guy and then he loves it because he's kind of a bombastic guy and he lets them know like you never know like people he i guess he just straight up said like sometimes i throw out clues when i'm when i make these appearances or when i'm speaking gotcha so this cult of grows around this dude, and websites pop up, and every time you see him in public, if he's wearing like a Denver Nuggets jersey, they're like, "I love it." He's telling us it's buried. The Nuggets are in Denver. I love it. Like everything That's he so said, fun. everything he wore, everything he did was like dissected, and these people are just obsessed with him. Even fucking, uh, I was reading uh, through one of his treasure hunting companions john wayne bobbitt Mm. was like i had a dream about it man i want to find this treasure i think i know where it is so over the course of this treasure he doesn't find it. i was just gonna say john wayne bobbitt does not find the treasure and puts tico brahe's gold nose where his (laughs) schnozberry should be pin that i heard heard something interesting (laughs) about that recently but um that's incredible uh, okay yeah so he so then like the you would ask me about treasure hunters 
the normal quote on air quote normal treasure hunters are the first ones there and then as it gets popular and like expands on the internet websites start like i said he gets uh, the the fucking looney tunes of course yeah like the guy at the bar that hears the old man has money his pocket like carries around prospector. money under his trench coat yeah uh so people were there was a guy that got arrested because he threatened to kidnap this guy's granddaughter. Mm, I, yeah, they stopped okay. the guy. <laughs> like he had to start saying, "Do not kidnap, dig my up family. graves." Yeah. Oh yeah, because <laughs> some guy was gonna dig up his dad because it was like his dad. His dad was the idea that he buried the gold bars are in his dad's casket. Oh, amazing. And there was something like in the poem. It's like. So it hasn't been One found. Of them, I, I don't want to jump on the end of your story. Go ahead. Oh no, it, I'm almost there. Yeah, sorry. It, there's like a line in the poem See, I'm where excited. it's like, part of it ends like you will find this under the brown. Perfect. So immediately he was like, "You need to all of you need to stop digging under outhouses and fucking urinals because people were just like, I followed the clues. There's a septic tank. He's like, I wouldn't put the treasure in a fucking toilet. So stop breaking people's toilets. One, like, there were a couple fatalities. Like, he basically had to just start telling people not to go places, not to do things. Like, he was like, I'm 80 years old, so please stop trying to ascend the peak of the Rocky Mountains. Sure. And these are all just internet nerds like us that are like, I'm going to get a treasure. Know nothing about survival in the wilderness or climbing mountains or... They're not Indiana Jones. No, not at all. So all these years like go by and no one finds it. And then uh, uh, someone found it last year. Somebody found it. Is it last is December? Fen, Forrest Fenn alive still? He, ju- he died months after they found it. Wow. So this guy stole his gold heart in essence. This guy, this guy keeps it then. Oh, because yeah. they're not like they don't belong to a museum. Like he literally, museum. he literally does is the sole possessor of the antiquities. It's not like yes. Nazi and I gold think the or whatever. Statute of, statute of limitations on some of them are are passed because he had a lawyer for some of that stuff, right? Because there was like a hard line in I think it was the late forties, early fifties, mm-hmm. where it's like. If you acquired these things before then, you, I can't. We're not. We're just, okay, we're leaving. Yeah, we, I, well, I heard about, I think you're right. I think it was the 50s and it was real Anglican shady shit where courts were like, we're going to draw the line post-World War Two with all yeah, you oh, guys yeah, having yeah. these nice paintings. And that shit still, that shit was held up like two years ago, like to the yeah. Supreme Court where they were like, now nah, these museums don't have to give back these paintings to these Jewish families, even though to a T they can be linked back. They have the paper. linked back chronologically to them being stolen from these families by Nazis and hidden in K. It's like it is mind-boggling. Like, and it's these museums that claim to be these cultural bastions that are like. Yeah, like we respect that, but you know, you do not get that you shit back. Tickets, man. But then, then you're like, what? What do you mean? Frywall just says, "Nah, I can't pay today. Give me that little yeah. metal badge. <laughs> I'm a student." <laughs> yeah, you look it. I did that. We went I, to visit uh, 
the cloisters is it the cloisters way up oh yeah in the bronx yeah, yeah. and it Stolen was me my natural. mom and cloisters is like it's like 25 bucks a person and we went up oh, yeah it's cool and it's have you been there mm-hmm. yeah it's super cool went up she's like so it's 25 bucks a person or you know like whatever you want to give I was just flat out, the dad in me, and I wasn't even a dad yet, I said, we'll do 10 a person. <laughs> it's like, what a shithead, <laughs> in retrospect. That wasn't that long ago. Um, I mean, 10 is, 10, 10 is generous, because you could have said uh, two or none. See, I mean, or none, right? Uh, uh, that's, that treasure story is amazing. It's so funny. Yeah. So Meg they, and I, some dude found I, it. Yeah. And okay, so who's this dude? Like. It's not some Just bodunk some... that tripped over a box looking for snakes, is it? No, he's <laughs> like, for he's got his own, like, when I was reading, like, Forrest Fenn got into a little trouble himself mm. because of the culty nature of everybody hanging on his word and, like, hanging out with him. A little Renere action. <laughs> it was alleged that the old, like, any classic treasure master selling clues for sex. Mm. So some of these uh, these female treasure hunters were like, yeah, we had sex, and he said he gave me some some clues. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's like Keith Rainier. It's it, yes. I'll give you a little bit more, a couple more breadcrumbs. Sure. They didn't update this documentary, but you'd have to go back and listen. But if you aren't aware of it, you can just look up this cult Nexium. I didn't realize, like old Keith Rainier, that dude got life. That dude is serving a life sentence. Did you know that shit? So old Volley, he's te- what, New York. He's teaching. Tony and Tank how to <laughs> serve a volleyball. I was like, no fucking way. Because recently, his like number one recruiter, who was this actress that was on Smallville, oh, yeah. she got sentenced. Allison Mack. Allison Mack. She finally got sentenced. And she got like five years in federal prison. And then attached, there's a little blurb underneath. You're like, you know, this was nine months after Kenneth Renieri. And I was like, going to see like, oh, what? Got life, and I was like, "Oh, that fucking guy!" I hope, but you know what? The way that guy's mind works, he's king. Of, he's king of that cell him. block. He's like, he's got Rorschach in his brain. You're not locked up in here with me. Well, you're locked up in here with me. In my volleyball. In my volleyball. In my, my volleyball. Mind making palace. them go on early morning prison walks around the block, talking he's it. He's gonna up. do that old Bugs Bunny. Uh, Daffy Duck thing, the duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season with the guard. Yeah. And they're like, you're in jail. And he'd be like, no, you're in jail. You're in jail. Just be, I'm in jail. I'm in jail. Good. And then just take the keys and walk out. And, but as he's walking out, some guy's going to go, hey, grab my pocket. <laughs> He'll go, I'm sorry, Felix. <laughs> and then he just grabs his pocket Felix. and he's led away into the back of the library. Uh, yeah, that dude got life. I mean, Sure, it ruined a lot of other people's lives. I just had no idea. That sounds like a great unsolved it. mystery segment, which I thought was going to be where you saw it. Um, I fucking in another life, antiquities hunter. Me love oh, it. Yeah, so fun. I already got the That's blue just, hat uh, for it. It's <laughs> Indiana. My Indiana Jones hat it. is just a very a effete woman's, <laughs> woman's blue fedora. A, a plume, a peacock plume. It doesn't have, like, it has too much rigidity, right? So with Indy's <laughs> hat, it can take a beat and kind of form. And it's got this crinkly old 
Prince That's why you have William so many boxes. At... It's, they're they're not durable. Yeah, and you've got to have a good hat and box. I was blown away. And that's where I hide my Mormon documents, which is what I was going to say. <laughs> Meg and I started this show called Murder Among the Mormons. We watched one episode yesterday, oh, and I was man. like, I had no idea this was where it's going. You and I fucking are... loved it. How did we not talk about this? Ash and I watched it a while ago. We just breathed. I hadn't seen it. We you just watched the first You are going to F. flip your fucking lid, dude. So far, so it good. It is amazing and it's crazy those wacky mormons bro i just history of mormonism and i don't uh i i don't want to overlook the fact that it is no crazier i guess i shouldn't it is no more bizarre let me use that term than any other religion's origins it really isn't the only reason it seems more bizarre is because it's more accessible because it's been in the last mm-hmm. couple centuries. What was it? 1800s, right? Um, Joseph Smith. So it's just yeah. more recent. So you can see all the details of him just being yeah. a con man before conning them into a religion. The same shit happened, you know, thousands oh, yeah. of years no, ago. It's... So I don't want to put beautiful, just white salamanders leading him to gold plates and what did the gold plate say? It's like, oh, I got it all up in the bean. You don't need to see him. I just love that shit. Because it was Hook, the hat, right? sinker. You would do the hat. Yes. The hat seeing. Oh, so he's good. That dude is, it's so fascinating. Amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. But I know this is going in, obviously, very dark, dark places for uh, sure. You're going to, you're going to love it. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's funny we, you're talking about that. Yeah. Ancient history and documentaries. Aliens? <laughs> close ash and i just watched they have that 90s uh reality show the mole i don't know it on uh on netflix okay if you guys like crappy reality contests sure okay uh this came out in 2000 and 2001 all right hosted by anderson cooper Mm. saw a little snippet on it yeah 12 contestants you do like you compete and get money, but one of you is actually a mole working against everybody. Mm, okay. So you as a group are working to get money. This person's working to sabotage you. And all along, as you go, you're trying to suss out who the mole is. Who the mole is. And that's sort of, and after every episode, you take a quiz about questions about the people, about the events that are all pointed toward the mole and the. The less you know about the mole, you get the boot. Right, sure. So super interesting because there are people on the show, you're like, this guy's a fucking asshole. I want him He's gone. He's a mole. There's no way for you to get rid of him. Right. You can't because the only way they leave is if they get the quiz wrong. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. It's this fun dichotomy of like crazy, like, but also it's just a fun callback to the late 90s. Right. Sure. Like, because it has all of the, like, all of the extreme sports or the contests. So it's, like, pre-Fear Factor. So Ash and I were talking because they, like, jump out of a fucking airplane. They do all this crazy stuff. And we were just talking about, would you would you jump out of it? Would you skydive? And I was like, yeah, I'd skydive. Sure. Especially if the person's on your, the back with you. Right. You know, like, and I was like, the one thing I don't think I'd do, I don't, I wouldn't bungee jump. No bungee. Huh? And she's like, really bungee? And I was like... Something about it. Something about it. And then sure enough, as we watched the show, 
did bungee jump. And I was like, this is why you don't bungee jump. It was the junkiest, clunkiest cherry picker. Yeah, yeah. 30 feet in the air, tied off plastic, just tied off bungee, and then you just jump over a dirt pit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's why I don't. That's why I pass. I'll hang glide, sure. I c- bungee, it just looked as scuzzy as it does in my life. See, uh, so I got a good, uh, uh, you know, it just in my head forever bungee so i probably couldn't do it as well and it was just too young or it was on the news and it was just for their wedding bride and groom were gonna bungee as soon as they tie the knot right but they're not bungeeing together so it's like groom goes first and then bride goes right so same thing i'm watching it's grainy film because it's home footage right so they er, 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 cherry pick yet this groom up there he's in his tux and he just jumps over for the bungee. <laughs> and it just, no, it's not long. It's just, but the, you know, the bungee is set like to basically get you right over the ground and bungee back. And he just goes, bing, snap, right? The snap was, he was only 10 feet above the ground anyway. So there was no, bungee didn't catch any tension. So he just went, and just pancaked as this bride See, is watching. Uh, nah, can't. That bungee science is not science. Nah. Like, I'll swing on a big rope over a ravine because humans have been swinging on ropes for right. a million years. Sure. That science is set. You just rope, make sure it's tied, sit on it, and ooh, there you go. Bungee, too new. Two 90s of a science for me. 90, Don't like yeah, it. bungee jumping, man. Always think you're coming back up. Hit your head on that bridge, too. The reverse bungee hit. God, what was the other thing? Oh, that was what it was about. So after it was on, because there's only two seasons on Netflix, and Ash and I were like, I remember watching this when it came out. We enjoyed it. And I was watching, the host is Anderson Cooper, as I said. Coop. And everybody on the show, like, loves him. Like, in a way, he has a camaraderie with all of the contestants that I haven't noticed in any of these, like, survivory like action game shows right okay like they, he's like one of the guys one of the gals like he's in the trenches with them and you can see because they're always joking having fun and i was like oh that's cool and i was like yeah of course they're traveling around the world so it's all through europe and eastern europe and then as we talked about it, i was like when did this come out we were like oh you know 2000 2001 and i was like i always over the conspiracy threads are always like anderson cooper's in the cia mm-hmm. and i just went i was like what if anderson cooper was pulling a chuck barris i was just gonna say confession confessions of a and, dangerous mind or the uh the 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 uh, german rock band that was traveling around bringing down the communism scorpions 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 because yeah. i was like it's not beyond the pale we got the scorpions we got what Chuck Barris said was as he was hosting the what was it the dating game Gong Show, or Gong, Gong Show? No, no, sorry, he did the he created the Gong Show, but it was the dating game, and they would be whisked away on their vacation to the Confederate states of Eastern Europe, and he would you know exchange documents and glad mm-hmm. handed. I was because all this happened before nine eleven, and once nine eleven happened, the episodes aired. He left, went to CNN, mm-hmm. the show stopped. Ah, they did. The I just mole. did research today. 
the mole. And I was like, oh my God, what if he is a Chuck Barris? He's... But then you find out who the real mole is, Hansi, because they switch gears. Nothing's in Europe. Season three goes to Hawaii. Anderson's gone. CNN. Who do they got? Spinning. Louis Anderson. Somebody definitely not, better. not in the CIA. The Joe You're Rogan. You're going to love it. Ahmad Rashad. Yeah, I love Ahmad Rashad. And great it's name. Celebrity Hawaiian Mole. Ooh. Okay. Like, we're talking what list of celebrity? What alphabet? I, I was looking. I couldn't find the list. Oh. I'm sure if I did more digging, I could find the list. Right. But I got sidetracked with Ahmad Rashad. I love Ahmad Rashad. Best friends with Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I know. I, that's how I know. That's that's how you either know he's the coolest guy ever or a guy that can take so much abuse. So much abuse. Yeah. Celebrity. I got to know. I mean, if he's from the best. Celeb- uh, And then I got one, like, what else did I saw this today? And just a question for you, Hansi. Got it. Would you Airbnb Scottie Pippen's mansion in Chicago for one night? To watch the Olympics and dig through his stuff. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Because you can. So get on Airbnb, because Scottie Pippen's putting his Chicago mansion up, shoot some hoops on his basketball court, dig through his gold medals, watch old clips of the Olympics. Love the Pip. That's so funny. So yeah, he's uh, offering his house up. He's going to Zoom call you when you get there, and then... uh, Tell you to stay out of his fridge. He really got screwed on his contract, huh? Oh, Pip, I'm sorry, man. I just, it's so funny. I just listened to uh, Phil Jackson's latest memoir called Eleven Rings. Just about his Mm -hmm. experience playing with him all the way through, getting his championship rings. He talks about old Pippin. That dude is, he's just incredible. He was, it's, it's, it's amazing just the breaks you get, obviously, you know, like, He's so fortunate to have all these talents and and actually work very hard to utilize them. But just to work so hard to get to that echelon, like most people agree that while playing, he was like one of definitely one of the top five players in the NBA. But fucking some like draft picks on the Bulls were making more than him. Some guys that got drafted See, that weren't a lot not. of draft picks don't play the first year and they were getting paid more than him because of that old little what is it? The owner was Jerry Ryan. Jerry Krause. Perfect Krause. name, old Krause. Old Krause, why did he have it out for Pippen? They never did get into that in the documentary. Um Krause just putting it in his pocket. That book came he out keeps the cap low. That book came out, The Jordan Rules. And yeah. it was really um negative towards Krauss and he you know had a low self-esteem so with Jordan he yeah. was like I don't know that's bullshit or some of it's true I don't care like he read it Phil Jackson talks about it. he read it and highlighted every time it mentions him and who the mole could be that leaked all this information <laughs> and so literally like the Lufthansa heist people started exiting the organization Phil Jackson's yeah. assistant coach like all these people slowly but surely and there's, you know, Pippin could have said something to a reporter, so he would always hold that in the back of his head to, uh, all right, Casey, celebrity mole. Yeah. You got Stephen Baldwin. Ooh. Kim Coles. Okay. Eric Von Detten? Who's that? Eric Von Detten? No idea. Uh, he's 
Oh, Corbin Burnson. Hey! Frederick, single name, you know who that is? No. Kathy Talk Griffin. Me. This is <laughs> tough. And Michael Boatman. I don't know a lot of Michael Boatman. Celebrity is is liberal. They use the term loosely. Eric Von Detten's a voiceover guy. I don't know. Anyways, that's your celebrity. Oh, see, that's what I'm telling you. They gutted the operation because it wasn't yeah. a CIA cover. And they really had to. That's how you end up with Eric Van Detten. That, and you really have to, like, make it look like a real shit show. So it lo- you lose any validity. People, like, instantly, it's like a cover. It's like an octopus. The octopus ink. You forget that that show was actually yeah. a little more intricate. I just watched. No, and they. Yeah. I was just going to say, they go around not to just keep it on the mole, but some of the games they do, like, it is very intense, and you could see it as, because they want you to be unassuming, mm-hmm. they want you don't really, like, they don't want big characters, they don't want a Kathy Griffin yeah. from CIA. Sure. Everybody recognizes you, you're outgoing, you're going to be the center of attention whether you want to or not. But the games they do are like, who is sitting three chairs down from... They want a certain type of person. Yeah, psychologically, like Ash yeah. has Ash has a photographic memory, but she's like, I couldn't do these games, like hanging off a dam, and then you got to read a clue and then do a math problem. Mm-mm. Like some of these things are impossible to me. Oh. You know what's not impossible to do? Climb the aggro what? crag. Got a no. wild hair up my ass today, and I was talking to somebody. I was like, We got on. Did you pitch him adult. We guts? got on guts. We were talking guts. Um, and we're like, oh yeah, aggro crag. So we took a break and we watched what I recall as the Mount Olympus of final challenges for mm-hmm. game shows. Sure. These kids, this was the world guts competition. So it was oh, Israel versus the CSI, as I mentioned, like the Confederate States of, it was like Ukraine. It was like before they actually got separate. It's not Confederate. I okay. consolidated. It's not Confederate. <laughs> Whatever. It's a confederation. Confeder- yeah, it's a federation. Um, the states don't matter. Israel, Britain. Anyways, mm. here we go. It's Mo. She's like one, two, three. Mo is the uh, 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 English ref, ref, as we all recall, and then some do- dope is the the host. But they go to the aggro crag, and now you're watching as an adult. Just the biggest smoke show. It's three people, three sides. They cut you. It looks craggy and all these rocks, but it's clearly just sets of stairs that they have to uh-huh. get up these stairs. And yeah, then just odd, odd, yeah. whoosh, steam in your face, smoke or whatever. And then whoosh, a big glitter shot. And then literally you're watching <laughs> it. Just guys in black hats and black shirts just start pushing these foam rocks. I was like, you can see the guys. They just go, <laughs> just shove these foam rocks down. And, and I'm like, that kid's holding a handrail, like just. Uh, they uh. did have like very dangerous handrails at like odd angles. Yeah, you just now you got to oh climb up God. an angle, hit a button, climb up another angle. I was like, that looks tiring. I, more than exciting. am I mistaken in in saying that World Guts this aggro crag was pitched as they're like. And then in this season, the aggro crag erupted, so it made it look more like burnt lava-y. Hmm. I wonder. Because uh, I remember, because I, well, I was, I watched it front to back as it came out. 
It was a crag head, man. Crag tooth. We were looking up. And yeah, go ahead. And that's what I, was, I remember that being the pitch in one episode. They actually like had Michael a going, And you thought. And you thought. Oh, wow. Guts was crazy. And then we got the aggro crag. It just erupted. And then they. I could be. It, I could it be is dreaming. a mountain that this erupted could be my a bigger amount. Guts. No, I mean, it looked yeah. pretty craggy. You can purchase a piece of the aggro crag if you wish for thousands oh, really? and thousands of dollars. Geriatric yeah, millennial. Just, like, exactly. It's just colored plexiglass with an LCD light yeah. in it. I mean, wow, you really I'll make do you one for guts, 200 yeah. bucks. Always wanted to get on that bungee, though. I don't want a bungee jump unless I can throw a basketball into a hoop. <laughs> I'll do that bungee any day of the week. <laughs> It's just a bungee dunk, except that you got to come down at the hoop. Bungee dunks, yeah. That, there you go. See, you don't need, like, Sky Zone, any of that. Like, one, no, five bucks to get yep. in, you get ten minutes, bungee, bungee dunks. dunks. Come on into bungee dunks. And then at, like, three minutes, three and a half minutes, inch, 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 the the hoop starts spinning. Some guy Make in a little bit black harder. hat throws rocks at you. Hans <laughs> gets on the old bike and gets that thing turning. <laughs> Yeah, because like we said, we don't want to deal with any of this new technology. No. I want to deal with smoke and metal, Steam. and I want to swear at it. I don't want to program <laughs> anything. Lots of grease and dirty I want to have to run up the stairs because of the fumes. That's what I want. <laughs> I want to have to leave things settle nose. for a while. <laughs> yeah. I got to let it set. It got hot. It got too hot. Guys, guys. The aggro crag's still a little tacky. Stay off the crag. <laughs> Touch the crag. The guy in the board meeting that pitched the aggro crag. Like, what do you want to call it? Craig? Aggro crag? No, crag. My name's Craig. Craig. I'm not egotist. <laughs> Although, aggro crag, not bad. It's just an angry redheaded guy. I was talking, I've been like just, you know, when you're, you're on a roll and then you just, like I said, the hot, the blank you and I talked a couple days ago, yeah. we we're both just like, I don't think I can pod today. Not because I don't want to, but because I'm a, a zombie of a human being. Um, right. And those moments hit me and we were talking, I made some hot sauces this week. I made a ghost. Oh yeah. I made ghost dad. And, uh-huh. uh. Uh, and uh, Sicilian Scorpion or whatever, uh, to be my preparation H, but it's not there yet. <laughs> yeah, but I need a lot preparation of work on it. Age. But I was I was like bragging about them because they got some good taste. I was like, you guys should just yeah. call me. And I couldn't. I was like, I was out of. I had. I was trying to give myself a cool hot sauce making nickname. And I couldn't come up with anything. I was like, but I was in the middle of like a groove. So I was like, yeah, you know, you come into my saucer, you just say. You just call me Heat. I was like, Heat? I was like, well, that's what I got. What's up, Heat? Now you win some, you lose some, Heat. (laughs) Oh, Hotsy Heat. Oh, Heat. Here it comes. Watch out. But then, you know, it's not bad. Like, you want to be a guy over a kettle? Like, like, all right, if you want to come back to some, you know, hipster hot sauce place, like, they actually make some of the sauces in the back, come on back, and they'll be like, here's our sauce master. Hey everybody, I'm Heat. <laughs> it's like that guy. That guy. Sure. That guy doesn't have a sense of smell anymore. Oh, just man, watery eyes. Just puffy all the time. I mean, because at that point, aren't you like 
the fumes i said this are we like world war one battlefield type like it's can. just stinging it's like a stinging haze it can't you gotta be a li- you have to have a little tact like i didn't just although i do now have just no, a jar no dong dipped no, no preparation you can't heat, dong heat. dip in the preparation <laughs> preparation h which is a great name i didn't come up with it i came up with heat so i was given i was i was gifted preparation heat with the z preparation h by heat H-E-E-T. Isn't that like another like butthole thing? <laughs> yeah. Heat? No, maybe that's for sore calves or something. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you if you just put a bunch of Carolina, like these super hots, they're called peppers in a blender, you yeah. probably smoke yourself out. But you gotta have somewhat of tact. And it was, I was like, this isn't spicy enough. Like I talked about last pod or a couple pods ago, uh-huh. I'm changing my chemistry. But, like, that's my, my tongue brain says not spicy enough. My gut says, why'd you eat a bowl of hot sauce like salsa? Now it's three in the morning and, <laughs> and your guts you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. You bit your tongue. And that's the thing. I probably bit my, cause I started chewing toothpicks lately. Ooh, got it. That, so you're just, so I've been constantly... sucking on this splinter. Didn't Timber. have one. Got my tongue <laughs> to the point. Say, hey, 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 dad, where's that toothpick? And I was, and to even more dad, I was like, go online see what kind of toothpick what the toothpick market's looking like what are we, what we got at? oh we, we got some the, toothpicks yeah. with b12 that's a good way to get oh my, my b12 yes got nicotine toothpicks which again i'm i'm not against i could see you know if you don't have a cigar Why in your not? face oh shit did you just fill a a, 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 a cuban <gasps> roll with a bunch of Tobacco uh, nicotine toothpicks. Just smoke the roll of toothpicks. This is wildly fun. Speaking of nicotine, so as you know, dumb dads, gonna get some life insurance because if I keep biting my tongue, yeah. go off this mortal coil. <laughs> <You're right>. So <laughs> start doing the dad thing. Start researching and get to the point where I, I don't know if I mentioned you know you get testing or whatever. They want to see if you got drugs in your system, nicotine. They want to see that your levels are right. You're not sick. So. But before that, they, you know, they do that about Schmidt, like insurance assessment, where they they can look at your age, how long you've been married, mm-hmm. where you were born. Like, it's very, and it comes very to a point. So they can look at you, Casey, and say, he's born in Watertown. He's been married for yeah. so many years. He obviously doesn't smoke. He doesn't have a history of this and that. And, all right, looks like Casey's expectancy is 85. All right, we can insure him, because yeah. that's probably a safe bet. He's just going to give us this dough, and we're never going to have to pay up. Anyway, so they do that initially before blood work and before you fill out a questionnaire of your history, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. I'm looking good. Going to get 500 grand for like 400 bucks, which as yeah. a you know guy pushing 40s, that's actually not bad. Like get that insurance when you're young because what I find out is they, I, I test fine, but I got a history of seeing a shrink and taking some happy pills. So I got a mental health history. Ooh. Got, oh, gotcha. That's all it takes. Technically. Talk about doing that metric. I find like, it was like the financial guy was like waiting to get back to me because I was like, this is taking an awful long time. They keep peeking <laughs> over the... So he finally got back and he said, the good news is they're offering you coverage. <laughs> oh, good. And I went, oh, okay. Nice. That's how this is starting. The bad news is a little more than I expected. So for all of you listening, I got offered... I don't know. The, the details don't matter except for the extremes, which you all know I'm going. What, 500000 I said for like $400 a year, uh, which yeah. is insurance is, is what it is. 
Um, you pay a month. You can pay a month. You can pay quarterly. You can you get for dads out there. You get five percent breaks, and I can hook you up. This is a good financial guy from Watertown, by the way. Company based out of Sioux Falls, Midwest, so you know it's good. Until you're a good New York fink that goes to see a New York shrink. (laughs) They said we can offer you a hundred thousand dollars for thirteen hundred dollars a year. Isn't that fucked up? Oh, man. So, folks, get that insurance when you're young before you live life. Before life's beating you down and you got to take something in the yeah. morning to move, to get through it. Yeah, once you step over that inconvenient fence, then live your life. Oh, God. Then won't be any wiser. Now, the other thing, obviously. You know, you can't have, like, a history of nicotine for, like, ten years and all that bullshit. So, which I don't. Podcast. Um... <laughs> Uh, how do we get on that? Oh, dad shit. Uh, Oh, Case. This is amazing. I got a good recommendation. Obviously, you know, I get in my extremes. I'm in extreme basketball mode. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. So read that uh, book, uh, 11 Rings, Phil Jackson. Totally inspiring. I recommend that to anybody. Plus, he's a good Midwest guy from North Dakota. Mm -hmm. Um, uh... A book I'm reading called Addicts about the first um, all-black championship basketball team, high school championship basketball team in Indiana. Indiana, Hoosiers, known like high school basketball. It's like Texas with football, bigger than anything historically, right? Yeah. Indiana also well-known to be like the most racist state historically in the country. At one point, Mm -hmm. it had the most amount of Ku Klux Klan members of any state Isn't it in where the it country. started? That's where the resurgence started. Oh, like where it became started. like the couture, like, like the we white see, what nationalism. Like we would see in a Quantum Leap episode. Exactly. But so what happens is, you know, the Great Migration, when all these African Americans, yeah. um, descendants of slaves, now freed slaves, yeah. uh, say, now the South is, this is horrible. And they go up north mm-hmm. to more. They call them chocolate cities, whatever. Um, I know, you, I know you and everybody listening to this knows this, so it sounds like I'm being condescending. But there was the Great Migration, right, in the mm-hmm. uh, mid yeah. uh, 20th century. So people go to Chicago, uh, in Detroit, all these places where the seemingly less racist, uh, less overtly racist, anyway. Um, it's not in many sense, but so Indianapolis, Indianapolis becomes a big hub oh, for sure, people migrating yeah. up. Um, but I, like I said, Indiana is like horrendously racist. So where they hadn't, they had been so Caucasian dominated, so white of a state, they didn't have to worry about passing segregation laws because there was no black people there. So they were actually late to adopt all these Jim Crow, wait, 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 wait. Jim Crow era you know, um, discriminate practices. So they start doing that. And one of it is like, yeah, we're not going to integrate our school. So they create a black high school um, mm-hmm. called uh, Crispin Attics High School. Crispus, Crispin, heard who was name. the first Crispus person Attics. to yeah. be murdered at, at, during the Boston Massacre. He took the first injury and he was a, yeah. he was an African-American actually. Um, so the, this, team like starts forming it becomes like this really organized and um sought after basketball program 
And these kids could hoop. One of the dudes was Oscar Robinson, who would go on to great fame, you know, playing professional basketball. So yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, like, these Hoosiers that are like, this is their sport, sees competition in this team, this high school, but then the team just, they're like, this team's unbeatable. So the guy yeah. who's responsible for the resurgence of the clan sees that this is happening and makes it like a priority one. So he creates a clan based, basically super oh human like, white racist team, like Aryan team? basketball team to take down. Yeah. A for Aryan. Yeah. Take down this, like, like we have to make sure that this, Crispin Attucks does not win the championship. So the clan like funds and makes like they make a super group. They make a super group of white racists. I haven't finished that's it yet. Insane. But that's where I'm at. I'm just like, this some some stories you don't know about, man, that go under you're just like, this is incredible. Cause you know because I know the ending. I know that yeah. this awesome basketball team from Crispin Attucks dominates, so I hope they win big, is all I'm saying. And then the 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 Aryan A team, they they just moved to Boston, became Celtics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're just light red Auerbach cigars. We uh, <laughs> we uh, we were uh, been watching Thirty for Thirties. We watched this a little while ago, but you were talking about um, Indiana, mm-hmm. so we watched uh, the one about um, Reggie Miller. Oh, God damn it! Why am I drawing a blank on his fucking name? Reggie Miller, the coach for oh, coach for the Indiana Hoosiers, Bobby. Oh, Knight. Bobby Knight, yeah. Whew, summer brain. Uh, so yeah, it's about Bobby Knight, and it's just like the history. Like, I knew about Bobby Knight growing up. Sure, like, of course, who wouldn't? Yeah, it, you know, Erratic. coached all these amazing, uh, Final Four, you know, college basketball teams, and then I was in high school, you know, working at the card store. So I'm kind of in, you know, you hear about partially into sports, yeah. and like that's when he left, and I knew there was controversy, but I never really knew like the extent of it or really what was going on. I just knew he left. He was abusive, right? Yeah. So we were, yes. So we were watching it. I was like, holy shit. I had no idea like that this happened. I didn't know anything about Bobby Knight. I didn't know he like, he played for the army, like on the army basketball team. He went to military school and like was great. And he has that, that look. And then right out of college, he gets, you know, hired to coach and coaches Indiana and just totally coaches them like a guy from military school sure. coach a basketball team. Yeah. Just in your face, very aggressive, like screaming, shouting. So as the documentary goes on, they, this guy, this documentarian goes back to do the research because he's kind of like, I remember this happening when I was a kid, but I want to get to the bottom of it. So, so he's going through his memorabilia and going through all his stuff, and just like I can't believe this is happening. This was like my basketball team. This is Gene Hackman's Hoosiers, of course. man. I'm like, what the hell? I tried to find that streaming the other day. Can't uh, not on there. Can't find it. You got to pay. And as a dad, we all know what that means. Not happening. Not watching it forever. Sorry, if Gene. that's the case, I'll never see it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they go through this list of like players who have either played for Bobby Knight and left or just went, oh, not going to do it. Right. Not going to do it. Like crazy list of some of the greatest basketball players of all time. Larry Bird. Sure, of course. One of them. In fact, he ended up playing for, um, he ended up playing for I Southern Indiana. Yeah. 
Wait, so is because I use I use the Hoosiers. Yeah, SI. Yeah, the Navy Blues, Southern Indiana. You, yeah, the Navy Blues. And uh, so it's just like so they slowly start uncovering that he is really a fucking dickhead. Sure, of course. Screams at players, dresses them down, all this stuff. But the players kind of hold the wall. You know, every time something comes out, the story's kind of like mm. he becomes too big to fail. He becomes too big to fire. Break down, yeah. He just he becomes the just as much a part of the universe. So they, you know, they kind of protect him, and it gets into all that. And uh, they get into this one incident that keeps coming up, and I could not stop laughing because I'll tell you what it is, and then I couldn't stop laughing because I only in my rotten sketch brain was like this is a brilliant sketch because this abuse you laid on these kids didn't really work and it seemed like a lot of work and you could see a lot of holes going in so they IU loses this game big yeah kids are disappointed he's fuming he's ranting raving throwing shit screaming at people calling fucking names you know everybody's like he pulls temper and then he storms off Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, all right, maybe we thought we thought he was done. He was done. But then he comes back out with something in his hand. Oh, boy. What's in his hand? A piece of toilet paper with poop on it. Fuck and he just goes, this is what you guys are. This right here. This is what you guys are. And then turns around. <laughs> Where'd he get the poop? So he, he went into the stall, took a shit into his own hand or the bowl, picked it up or and or wiped his ass, set down a dirty piece of toilet paper, finished wiping, pulled his pants up, got his hankles back up because he's got to get mad again, and then walked back out with a dirty piece of toilet paper to make his point. You guys played like this. He didn't even say shit, they said. He just was like, you guys played like this. So if you're in the back of the room, you're like, played like what? Like what? Toilet paper? Can't see it. Is that, what are you talking about? Is that about? like a post-it note or? And I guess he didn't say shit. So I was like, even the payoff. You don't even say shit. Just say you guys played like shit and leave. No, he said, you guys, so pissed, walked to a stall, took a shit, fished it out of the bowl. And all I could do the whole time was just that classic dumb dad of like, oh, I'm so mad at you guys. Just give me a minute, okay? No one leave. No one leave yet. I'm still mad. But that's psychiatric. Still mad. No, that's psychiatric. That's why he was funny. And I think it's the worst part is I think I have an idea of how he did it. I think he went in there, took a rage dump, and prematurely pinched, which I hate thinking about. (laughs) And a premature pinch. So you... Leaves, he's got leaves a dirty hanging, right and then to make his yeah. point, does he make it a clean square so he single squares? Far too much leavings There's, to get see, that's, the point. So now he's got a lot of poop in his between his butt cheeks uh-huh. as he's talking. So he's uncomfortable. So yeah, you get down to the nuts and bolts of what he tried to do, and it becomes so beautifully absurd. You can't because had he wiped, he has to set it somewhere back of the toilet on the floor. Watch where you're walking. I need that. Watch where you're walking. The smell. It sounds like a heavy spirit. So do they have that on camera or it's just an incident? No, no. Uh, they, he got, is that what got him, him fired? Over. Cause it better not be like no. they let that pass. And then when he threw another chair, they're like, 
That's too many chairs. No, he, that was just Didn't one of the classics. Didn't he choke a kid or something? He, like, went to grab a kid. They got it on camera. He went for a kid's throat to, like, grab him. And there were reports that he had done that to other kids. So he just went for this kid's throat and the kid, like, bleh, bleh. Oh, man. But, yeah, so I was just like the fantastic 30 for 30. Sure. If you like basketball, if you like college basketball. Sorry to spoil my favorite part of it, but I just couldn't. I was like, we'd watch 20 minutes. I still can't get over it. No, that's insane. It's going in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Well, I'll I'll give you something. Then he had to, like, go back and flush it, too, or throw it in the trash. Put it in the trash so that poor cleaning lady overnight. (laughs) I know. would be like, who put a piece of shitty toilet paper in Who pooped in the... Trash and what can. a maniac that he would leave the poop a, close to him even like you put it in the trash next to your desk because otherwise you have to open a stall and hopefully the team is in there now so you have to daintily like drop your shitty toilet paper no thanks this guy's yeah. all no thanks that's the yeah, thing it, hard no thanks. like there's hard-nosed coaches like we talked about you can go back and watch the basketball season of last chance you like that coach is a hard-nosed motherfucker but he's awesome yeah because he has a soul uh here well here's something gross i can i can i can since you said nuts and bolts let's go with nuts uh okay good uh courtesy of my brother today told me this amazing snippet that i love now so we all know the line in uh uh willy wonka roll dolls classic it was in the movie in the book there's lickable wallpaper, you know, uh-huh. lick it. A banana tastes like a banana. Lick a strawberry. Strawberry tastes like a strawberry. Lick a mango. Mango tastes like mango. Lick a schnozberry. Schnozberry tastes like schnozberry. And to which Veruca Salt or whatever is like, schnozberry, there's no such thing. All right. And he says, we are the dreamers of dreams, yada, yada. Uh, well, Roald Dahl, the author of many of good children's mm-hmm. books, also wrote some adult fiction he wrote some stories novels novellas short stories and one of his short stories which i have to read now has to do with a guy who collects famous people's condoms used condoms and then sells the leavings to women who want to impregnate themselves with famous people semen and part of the dialogue in that and this came out, you know, pre-Wonka. Part of the dialogue in that is, like, somebody's asking them, they're like, well, but how do you, you know, how do you get, like, the condom full or something like that? He's like, well, that's easy. You just got to yank on their schnozberries and fill the condom. <laughs> so this whole oh, time, wow. this famous line... Oh, has been, been around. Roll Dahl's inside joke that he's getting these kids to lick these dicks and smell them. Fucking lick those balls. fucking schnozberries. Of course he wrote Randy things because they're always breathing. They think because he was a famous RAF pilot. Okay. Well, famous, but he was like a really good RAF pilot. But then he got shot down early in the war mm-hmm. and it, it messed his back up for the rest of his life. Uh, they think he was a sp- uh, then made a spy. Oh, okay. Because he lived in, he would just like it was like U.S. and other world capitals. He would go to, and basically he was known as a hound. Oh, there you go. 
he would just seduce these like generals' wives mm. and just sleep with all of the like ambassadors' wives. So they're like, we think he was a spy and horny. All these guys, those schnozberries. Wasn't Theodore Seuss Geisel? Wasn't he always like? sidling up to young ladies at the bar and like drawing them a doodle and being like i'm dr seuss and they'd be like Ugh, yuck no way <laughs> fucking coos hounds <laughs> yeah why not Ugh. yeah i guess why, if that's your thing why wouldn't it be their thing like children's authors they're the sickest of all they have so much poop on their toilet paper they tack it on their vision boards <laughs> they're like the dingle booze of dinglery everybody sing and see <laughs> fill those condoms fill them right fill them up with your schnoz tonight oh, i hate this author who's this by i don't know his name's heat fire him <laughs> oh he'd love that <laughs> boom because he because <laughs> he's the heat you like getting fired i don't <laughs> i need to I eat need paper the heat needs to eat and not just hot peppers. <laughs> oh, man. Schnozberries. Yeah, there we go. He had A bunch of gross it. people in this world. Grossy boses. What say you, old chum heat? I say it. I say it. Oh, I forgot to... All right. Uh, you know what? I was going to say I had a dream about an electronic whispering... That I was going to die soon. But, all right, well, then we got it right there. <laughs> there we go. You can't leave him on that. Well, there you go. So if I'm not back next week, we all know that I've been killed by my printer. Finally. Oh, your printer. Uh, it's taken enough abuse from you. If it's anything like my printer, my printer's ready to jump off the roof onto my head. <laughs> Bungie. Bungie with a weak, with a weak <laughs> cord. <laughs> all right, all right. you schnazzies all right berries we love you and there's nothing you can do about it amen protect those condoms flush them flush them flush them yeah you don't need to throw what are you bobby knight you throw them in the trash leave them on the carpet oh i had a buddy used to hang them on the house plants for another day for another day oh god who is that rl stein worst christmas tree you've ever seen Ooh, ghosts (laughs) rl ghost with the most babe most jizz in your condoms on my mom's house plant tony don't insure this guy (laughs) i'm sorry we can't insure you we heard about the condoms jerk practice jerk practice sketch boys love to reminisce